Well, they say that change is the only constant. That's true, isn't it? Our lives are constantly changing. Our lives are in flux. Uh, that's been certainly true in the last 100 years. There's been significant and rapid technological advances since World War II. We now live today in a globalised world, a social media world, a virtual world. And in the last year, our world has changed like many of us haven't experienced before. It's not just a virtual world, a social media world, a globalised world. It's now a COVID world that we live in. What we're experiencing now is massive, the change that's occurred in the last year or so. The changes that we've experienced since World War II um, are more significant, really, in many ways, than any change that has gone on for humanity before. The thousands of years before, just within the last 100 years, change has been most significant. And now, into that era of change, say the last 100 years, we've had a year of change. And so, to say that change is the only constant, well, that couldn't be more true than for us today. And yet, humans, as they live their lives in this world, humans have always experienced change. It's been, for the most part, a gradual change. Uh, Ageing is that gradual change that's inevitable. Uh, some of us move. We move city, state, country. That's a rapid kind of change. That's a change that's out there. And really what we've been experiencing in the last year, and indeed the last 100 years, has been a rapid and significant change of the environment to which we live in. But all that change out there in our world, actually has an effect upon us. The change that's external actually has an effect upon us. And so there's an internal change as we experience that external world. I don't know if you have looked at old photos of yourself. Perhaps you've seen a photo of yourself from five years ago. A photo of yourself from 20 years ago. A photo of yourself, perhaps for some of us, 40 years ago. And as you look at that person, 5, 10, 40 years ago, what do you see? You, you see change, don't you? You see lots of change. You see the way in which ageing has affected you, but it's more than just that. I think often we see who we used to be, how we used to think when we look at old photos. You see, the reality is our world has changed rapidly and will change more in the months and years ahead. And so one reason we need to keep on asking the question, who am I? is because our world is changing. And indeed, the more our world changes, the more we change, and so therefore, the more important it is to ask that kind of question, who am I? Because we're not frozen in time. The more our world changes, the more we ask, who am I? And so people ask me this question at the moment so much. 
because everyone has experienced collectively a change in the last year or so. We can face this question, who am I, in the light of change, or we can ignore it. We can just succumb to the defaults of life, uh, the superficial realities, the easy things that don't force us to ask any questions. You see, change is inevitable. And the more our world changes, the more we change. And so we need to ask this question, who are we in a changing world, in a rapidly changing world? Now, for many of us, change is not something that we like to experience. Uh, Those of us uh, who like to collect things, who uh, acquire things, perhaps we, we like things to stay the same. And many of us don't view change as positive. There's so much that we don't control in our world, so much change out there. Perhaps sometimes it's just easier for us if there's less change that goes on within us. It's often a way of coping with change in our world. Now, for some of us, we've seen massive changes in our lifetime, but we're all experiencing them. And the truth is, we can't control this change. We can't control the change that our world is experiencing at the moment. We never have been. But we can have some degree of influence toward the change that goes on in us. And the great thing we're going to see this morning is we're not alone in that. We're not simply victims of change, the change that our world is going through. In fact, the change that we experience is not something that's outside of God's control or God's content, or God's intent. Because what we read in the scriptures is God is at work in changing not just our world, but he's at work in changing us. You see, the truth is... You are more, sorry, you are more than you presently are. In fact, God wants you to be more than you presently are. And so if you trust in the Lord Jesus, whether you realise it or not, God is at work in changing, in shaping, in altering, in modifying, in transforming not just the world around you, but you as a person. This is what uh, Christians normally speak of as sanctification, this process by God's Spirit of reshaping and rechanging and changing us into the likeness of the Lord Jesus. And so for the Christian, change is something that we do not need to be afraid about. Now we might experience change in our world and that brings a degree of fear. But ultimately, change is something that God is behind and something that he is at work in. So for the Christian, the question is not will I change, the question is how will I change? In the scriptures uh, in our second reading, we read from 2 Corinthians. We read from 2 Corinthians, and there in 2 Corinthians verse 16, the Apostle Paul is talking about his ministry. And he's talking about his ministry really in the context of change. His life has changed rapidly since the Lord Jesus visited him on that road to Damascus. 
His life has been turned upside down. But it's a change that continues for him. In fact, it's a change that every Christian person experiences. See, there's a change that's at work in us all the time. Verse 16 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, Our outer self is wasting away. There's the reality of our world that's in change. And the Apostle Paul is experiencing this as a human person does. But he knows that although there's a reality that he can't turn around, this outer self that's wasting away, the reality of his body, the groaning nature of our world, that is in change. And yet there's another type of change that he sees in his life. He sees an inner self there in verse 16 that's being renewed. There's a change that's Well, one of the harsh realities of our world. The wasting away of our outer selves. The decay that comes into our world. The change that occurs out there. That we experience. But there's another change. An inner self that's being renewed. What does that mean? Well, for the Apostle Paul, he tells us what this inner change means. Uh, This renewal means. He speaks about it a little earlier, back in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11. And he says this. He says, We who are alive are always being given over to death. For Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal bodies. See, Paul says there that he's alive. There's a life that he has, a life that he is experiencing. experiencing. But there's also a death that he's experiencing. He's being given over to death. And thirdly, There's a reason for that. There's a reason that he's alive, that he's been given over to death. This is happening so that his life may be revealed. So that um, Jesus' life may be, be revealed in his mortal body. So the Apostle Paul is talking about change in three ways. He's saying, firstly, we need to know that we're alive. Secondly, We actually need to experience death. And thirdly, we must see, and thirdly, as a result, we will see that Jesus is revealed in us. So Paul's first point is that in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 11, is that we are to know that we are alive. He says, for we are alive. We are alive. The Apostle Paul speaks elsewhere of being raised with the Lord Jesus of being united with him. This is what happens as we trust in the Lord Jesus. We are united with him. We are bonded with him. And his experience of resurrection, his experience of being raised to life, is also our experience. And so 
there is that first reality that we must know that we are alive. That we are alive. That verse 14, he who raised Jesus will also raise us. We're alive. And we like to hear this message. We love to know that we're alive. That we've been given life. Life that we didn't deserve. That we've been given life through the Lord Jesus. But that's not all that Paul says. We need to know that we're alive. But he also says, there in the second section of verse 11, that we are being given over to death for Jesus' sake. Here the Apostle Paul faces the harsh realities of life. That this death that he is experiencing, that sorry, um, this life that he is experiencing is not one which is absent from death. In fact, the Apostle Paul here is saying, in fact, that you cannot know this new life that you have for the Lord Jesus if you don't also experience a death with him. What's the death that he is referring to? Well, I think the Apostle Paul here is referring to a death, a death with sin and with the self. This is what Paul Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31, that every day he dies. Each day there's a sense in which he is putting to death the part of him, the sinful part of him. And as he does that, he experiences the life in the Lord Jesus. You cannot experience new life without knowing death, Paul is saying. New life in Christ means that we let go of parts of ourselves, our old self, our old self of sin and selfishness. For us to be alive in the Lord Jesus, that has to be put to death. But why would you do that? In fact, how would you do that? Well, that's what Paul suggests is the reason there in the second part of verse 11, so that his life may be revealed in our mortal bodies. When this happens, when we know that we're alive and we put to death what is sinful in us, something happens, the apostle says. Jesus' life is revealed to us. The life of Jesus is uh, revealed in verse 11 in our mortal flesh. Although there's a change that's occurring within us, although there's a wasting away of the outward person, although there's a sense in which our bodies age, there's life coming into a body of death. Verse 16, that's why we don't lose heart. We don't lose heart because God is at work in renewing us by his spirit. As we know that we're alive in the Lord Jesus, united with him, as we put to death what is sinful in us, Jesus' life is revealed in us so that his life may be revealed in our mortal bodies. And this is a continual process. This isn't something that simply happens the minute we trust in the Lord Jesus. No, this is a reality that we must face daily. Our lives 
in many ways, are in change in a daily way. And so we need to be constant and continue in this process of remembering that we are alive in Christ, that we are to put to death what is sinful in us. And as we do that, the life of the Lord Jesus is revealed. It's a continual process. Paul speaks about this in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He speaks about being continually transformed. It's in the present. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, he speaks about constantly straining towards the goal. It's something that he's always doing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he says that we are being transformed from one degree of glory to the, to the next. This is a reality for us to practice in a daily way, in a constant way. This dying and rising is a pattern of the Christian life. And so how are we to do this? Well, we're not to fix our eyes on what is seen. Because what do we see in our lives? We see in our lives decay. We feel it sometimes in our bodies. We see it in our world, particularly at the moment. That's what's seen. But if we just focus on what we see, what we experience in our bodies, we will lose heart. Our world is in decay. It is growing. That's the reality of our world. Disease, sickness, death. That's the change that our world cannot avoid. That's a change we cannot avoid. But that's not what Paul encourages us to think about or to fix our eyes on. No, the Apostle Paul says there in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, we're to fix our eyes on what is not seen. Even though you and I can't see it, there is a change that is at work. There's a change that leads to death. We can see that. We can feel that. We know that that is at work. But there's another change that's at work in our lives. It's harder to see. It's harder to see in ourselves. It's sometimes hard to see in others. But it's a reality that is there, even though it's hard to see. And it's a reality that is dominated by a future reality. A future because of Jesus' life. Jesus' life was one that was dominated by his death and then his resurrection. And so our lives are shaped in the same way. The future that determines who we are is now present because of the Lord Jesus. We're to fix our eyes upon him, Romans, uh, Hebrews 12 tells us. We're to fix our eyes on what is not seen. In our reading from Deuteronomy chapter 10, the people of God were encouraged to remember what they had seen, the miraculous and marvellous work of God that they had seen with their very eyes. They're encouraged to remember that. But we, who trust in the Lord Jesus, are encouraged here by the Apostle Paul to fix our eyes on what we have not seen, or what we cannot see. But friends, it's the most wonderful reality for us to fix our eyes on. Because in a world of constant change, in our 
lives that are so rapid in their change, there is one reality that cannot and will not change. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus will not change. It cannot change. He's already raised. He's seated at the right hand of the Father now. And friends, that is our point of reference. That is what determines who we are. See, we will be shaped. We will be shaped by the change that we're going, that's going on in our world. We'll be shaped by it in two ways. We'll either become a shell of ourselves, wrapped in our own sense of selfishness, or we'll become changed into the likeness of the Lord Jesus. We'll know that we are alive in him because he's raised. And there's a reality that cannot change, that will not change in our world. And so we can take heart, as the Apostle Paul encourages us to, with the change that we've experienced in the last year. These changes are not outside the hand of God. And in fact, God in his sovereign care for us is changing us through these changes And he's changing us to be like the Lord Jesus. If we can fix our eyes on him, if we can see him, if we can trust him, then we can be like him. Amen.